Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Open for Life, the podcast. I'm Erin Trithallan. I'm a life and career coach and spiritual mentor. I have been doing that for over 10 years and um, this podcast is here to support you to live a better life, uh, to follow your dreams and to manifest whatever you want. Um, thank you for uh, turning up. We had our, we reached uh, 185 downloads um, last episode and since then we've obviously uh, soared even further and really grateful to anyone who has stopped by and had a listen. Um, I hope that uh, it's been of impact to you and really appreciate uh, the time that you've taken to uh, listen. So today uh, I want to talk about women who are intelligent. It's been a recent discovery of mine, you know, I really love focusing on people living in their zone of genius and what that actually entails. And what that means for someone is to live in flow and live with, you know, um, doing what they love that comes easy. And it's not that it comes easy, it's just that it's something that they do and they flow and they soar. And, you know, coaching for me is something like that. I have been um, coaching my own business for over seven years and I love, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. And when I'm doing it, I'm in my zone. And I've been looking at how, you know, as humans, you know, a zone of genius is generally related to work. Um, however, you know, I'm an advocate for living in your zone of genius fully as much as possible because it's not really just about one thing, a zone of genius. It's usually about a series of things that you love to do and how you process life and 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 how you move forward. So it's about really learning to be the 100% fullness of yourself. And as a woman growing up, um, I was born in the 70s and then um, my, my mother was she went back to school, university when I was younger, she trained to be a teacher. She ended up being a successful CEO uh, of, a, of a, a corporation. And I, um, you know, have always had a woman to show me how far I could go. Interestingly enough, I personally had experiences where I was always you know I'd start at the bottom and I'd always end up in a leadership role I'd always do something where I'd end up somewhere else um, in a higher position I couldn't I, it was very rare for me to stay in you know high I'm gonna just you know I'd get a job in advertising you know just selling ads on the phone you know with the Herald Sun and then um, you know eventually I'm running my own little division you know I've got staff members that I've hired and you know I was always creating space like that you know my last role um, I started off on my own selling a division of of uh, where I worked and um, ended up building a team of like five or six people and bringing in millions of dollars for the business so 
You know, I saw myself as someone who excelled, but always had a drive or, or some form of ambition. But there was always for me this overlying, I suppose, glass ceiling um, or limitation on myself as to what uh, that was moving forward. Um, uh, you know, for me to really fly, like to just go, right, I'm got, I'm off, you know, even when I started my business, you know, the first few years, brilliant. And, you know, then I hit this plateau where everything kind of just stayed the same. It didn't go anywhere. It, it was, it wasn't unsuccessful. I wouldn't call myself unsuccessful. I'm success, but it wasn't moving. Like I like to have some kind of trajectory. I like to have momentum where I feel like I'm getting growth and development. Hence I'm in growth and development. And so, you know, in moving, you know, not having that movement, you know, for particularly the last, you know, five, five years, I'd say. So I was three years in business. I was hitting, I was like just hitting six figures. It was really great. And, then things sort of plateaued and I was like, what is going on? And I, I have been looking at this for five years. Like I'm not saying always you can, you know, we, when we work on ourselves, um, sometimes there's an awareness that something's there, but we're just not quite sure what that is. And recently I've been, uh, you know, looking at expanding myself further and really taking my business to the next level and, and also other opportunities that could you know, that would come by, um, whether it's another business, whether it's, you know, something different. And I had this sense that it just felt like, you know, there was always this limit. And I, you know, searched in many, many places for this limit. I can't tell you how many. Um, and in, in many cases I've been told, um, you know, my mind is, galactic and it's in the way it thinks in the way it works in the systems that I can see in the patterns that I can see you know that's what makes me a really good coach or or, and, and obviously intuitive and spiritual mentor because I can see you know the whole picture um when it comes to yourself obviously that's slightly different which is why people hire me because you can't always see what's subconscious. You can work towards getting, you know, getting beneath it and, you know, finding it. Uh, but sometimes you do need that person to go, oh, what's, you know, what's that and how's that? So you know, for me, my my personal development journey and has been, and professional development has been huge. Like I've been doing it, you know, consciously, you know, start. I started my leadership a conscious leadership journey um, probably about two years before I left corporate where, you know, there's a few things happened where I, I was, you know, I was very, you know, I was building this team. I was a, I'd learnt leadership from some really shocking leaders um, and had to relearn some skills so that, you know, as a woman, you don't come across as aggressive and all these words that get put on us because we, we're, we're, we're wanting to, you know, um, thrive. And 
so, you know, I've did a lot of processing on vulnerable leadership. I've done a lot of work around all those things. And so when I started my own business, you know, I really delved into working with, with women and men in particular in leadership positions who, you know, they're limiting themselves, but also understanding what good leadership is and understanding how that works. The thing was, there is this, this, you know, within businesses and conscious culture, unconscious culture and conscious culture, there is that limit that women have um, about moving up in the world and, and, you know, taking leadership positions. What I found this week in any goal, whether it's in within a business or with your own business or within your own personal life as women, we often have a story around being smart and being intelligent. And when I say story, I mean cultural conditioning. Now, I, as, as I've said from the beginning, I was brought up with a mum who, you know, made me think I could do anything. Like I watched her thrive. I watched, um, you know, watched how she, you know, changed her life from being a stay-at-home mum to, I mean, she, she had businesses when she, we were young, like ba- my brother was a baby, but then she was you know, she was a stay-at-home mum and completely think that that's great. And then she went back to university and, 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 and made something for herself. So my, my view of the world was women could do that. But that doesn't mean culturally in, in corporations that is acceptable and it also doesn't mean in relationships that's acceptable and it doesn't, didn't mean that, you know, obviously in business for me that was acceptable. Um, a lot of corporations unconsciously and I I don't want to talk about well let's talk about gender bias men um who who feel um or the patriarchy let's say feels threatened by intelligent women now unfortunately for women what that does is this we internalize you know thing the thing that we want most we try to strive for unconsciously when we're striving that so say women are brought up that they you know we brought up to have a loving relationship yet through your life experience being a smart woman doesn't actually give you the the relationship that you're looking for you will create an unconscious bias yourself let alone from the culture to not actually be as intelligent or use your brain capacity to its fullest so you can thrive because you're wanting to get the other thing now that doesn't mean also that culturally we have a lot of work to do right there's a lot of places where you know even I see now women who are in leadership positions who struggle so much with imposter syndrome they're struggling to that they don't believe that they should be there and, and I really believe in, in my findings this week is that your zone of genius or your intelligence, your smart women are so, you know, women are smart. I'm not saying men aren't smart. So I want to be really clear. I'm saying women are very highly intelligent, intuitive beings. You have, for me, my discovery this week was about having, you know, I've been told, as I said before, I've been told I have a galactic mind the systems that I can see and, and what I, what I can actually do with that mind. 
but and I can use it for clients. You know, my mother even used to say to me, how do you make millions of dollars for someone else? And then in your own life, you, you're in this, you know, certain situations or you get yourself into this kind of trouble because I never really understood or I never let myself fully be that. So being it for someone else is easy. I'm going to tell you that now. Being that for my clients is easy because, you know, I'm willing to go, yeah, I can I can give you my full full capacity to, to get you to where you need to be. And even then, I've probably limited myself to the, the, the fullness of my capacity in what I could, can expand to be. Um, but, you know, for me, the discovery was I was listening to a woman talking and she was saying about, she's a coach and um, she was talking about, her name's Lenka, um, she's in the UK and she was talking about how she was triggered one day by a client who was telling, told her um, that she hadn't fully embraced or accepted the, her profound mind. She was a, that she was a woman with a profound mind. And, you know, it hit, it hit me so I was like, oh, my God, right? What the hell? If, if, we're, if, I, if you can't fully accept your profound mind, you can't expect other people to accept it. But you can't fully shine if you're not fully accepting your full genius, your full talent, your full intelligence, your full abilities. And, you know, I started to delve into this a little. And it went back to, you know, when I moved out of corporate, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, every, every year had something challenging around, you know, power struggles, like power struggles are rampant. It didn't really matter what industry, because I've worked in a few different industries, um, but they were, they were rampant. And, you know, prior to me leaving about a year or so before, I did a systemic organizational constellation that was saying that I, I couldn't thrive in the business that I was working in. And, I, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, right, I'm going to prove that wrong. And I stayed probably an extra year, um, which you know is what it is. Because, you know, I'm a dry, I drove, I was driving myself. But in the end, the thing that, really drove me out was men who were threatened by my intelligence, men who were threatened by if I fully stepped in, in my intelligence, in my profound mind. I mean, one was my mind couldn't, I couldn't work there anymore because it wasn't a vibrational match, right? Where I was headed was completely different and completely understand that. But at the same time, you know, a couple of years later, and I've dated a few different men, the same thing would happen with men. They would be threatened by my intelligence or my ambition or, you know, whatever it was. And through the whole experience, I used to put it back on me. Even when I, when I had that, the organizational constellation, I was like, I can't thrive. Well, that must be, you know, about me. Why can't I thrive there? Like, what is it? And yes, the business, could, I couldn't thrive in the business, which I understood as well. But there was something where I took it on myself and was like, well, there must be part of me that can't thrive. That was through a lot of processing um, and, you know, losing my voice through that, ex- those experiences and, and that kind of thing didn't help. However, through all my personal growth and development, as soon as I realized that this week about, 
really accepting my profound mind, I started to delve in what I thought about what was my story around smart women. Because whatever the story is, is what would be playing out. And when I started listening to my thoughts about it, it was smart smart women um, can't be married. Smart women can't get a relationship. Smart women can't run um, businesses. Smart women can't, you know, there was a lot of can't. <laughs> smart women can't do a lot of things. And, I, you know, as I was delving through, I was like, what? Where is this, you know, where is this coming from? And to be honest, I know it wasn't um, my family life. I think it was the conditionings outside of that. So I remember, you know, a lot of the smart teachers at school were single women. Um, a lot of the intelligent people, women I work with, they were a lot of the time single. Uh, there was obviously married ones as well, which is fine. And I, I question that going, what is that about? Like, do I, it's not that I don't think married women are smart, but I was, I found that if I was in my full intelligence, it made me feel less of a person for some reason. So, you know, embracing that and empowering yourself with that information is, you know, me making myself small for other people so that they feel better about themselves, but also, um, so that I fit in, so that I I match what people think I should be. Um, I was completely in awe, to be honest, after I heard this. And as soon as I as soon as I realized, and I started to say, I am a woman of profound mind. I just felt it in my body that it felt right. It felt whole it felt like the story that I've been telling for so long was such a lie and not just the story I'm telling the story that culture tells you know it's not just your story you learn it through culture which is why it's so important you know I'm speaking this story today because I have a lot of women I work with and I see their intelligence now Funny enough, I can see it even more because I can see my own. When you can't see your own intelligence, you can't see your own genius, it's very hard to see other people's. Now, I had a fair idea of what my genius was. However, there was still this one limit left that just wasn't letting me go, right, let's fly. Let's do this. Let's make, you know, create a different world that we live in. Let's create new cultures. Let's, let's, um, you know, I want to coach people to be in their magnificence, which means I want to be in my magnificence as well. And, and so that's, that's where we ended up. And I really wanted to share it so that, you know, if you do end up listening to this, I really appreciate you listening. But at the same time, I hope that you hear what I'm saying. And it doesn't matter about history. Like I get history, history for women was never easy. But in my experience, women have been part of that too, right? There are women and men who need to change the culture, but there are women who, you know, were suppressed. There's women, you know, there's so much stuff that goes into um, 
the understanding of a privilege of being a man to a woman, like even that in itself. But that privilege is an internal job first. And to understand that that privilege now, to change that privilege is our job, is what we want to create. And what we create, our, our perception of the world is what we create. So if we keep running the old story, the old culture, the old way that women uh, can't be in leadership and they can't do this and they can't run their businesses. You know, I've got clients at the moment, they're launching themselves, they want to get into their own businesses and they're struggling because they're in a patriarchal culture. They're in a culture that doesn't fully accept their intelligence, their genius, and therefore for them to step out of that and into their magnificence is a lot harder. But it's not about them anymore. It's about you. You're listening to this to change you and it's your perception of the world that you need to change. And that's an inside job. That's why I'd coach because it's about changing inside of you. So what you project outside changes. Understanding that fully and the magnificence of that fully will change your life, right? will change your life. I cannot say it anymore, (laughs) any more profoundly. It will change your life. All the things I've ever manifested is because I've changed within me. And then my outside world changes. You know, at the moment, the world is freaking effed up, right? It's, I mean, I don't know if it's ever not been, like there's always been disaster. There's always been shit things going on. We live in a pandemic, the world's falling apart. You know, we've got, we live in a world where women and young girls are being married off in a country or given away to Taliban. Like we, this starts with us in our roles as humans and women in our country. We're very privileged. We live in a place where we are, you know, majority of the time safe and we don't have to deal with that. Like that's, it's not life or death, but it is something. The only way we can change that is by changing ourselves here. And so if we don't change ourselves here, we, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, I don't know, evolve as humans, be better people. And even, you know, we, I'm not, I'd, I can delve into even gender identity. It is a gender identity is a construct of, of social structure. However, we have a history of the social construct that we have. And so it's our job to undo the stories, undo the construct and build new. And that is how you will define who you're going to be and what you're going to do and how you're going to change the world. So, I leave this with you. It's a little bit longer today than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I hope that you listen to the end and I hope that something in here touches you to take the leap. Because when you when you setting goals, set freaking big ones because they will get you out of your comfort zone. If you sit, oh yeah, I'm just going to go and I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a, you know, if you're in business, I'm going to have this kind of month. I'm going to, you know, make this much money. Set goals that are huge because those goals will get you to evolve to the person who wants to reach those goals, right? 
And I'm always, always the person of bringing that version of yourself to now, which is true. But if you don't set a goal that's out of your comfort zone so that you can actually live in your zone of genius, because actually your zone of genius isn't, it's comfortable. It feels amazing. Like it's not comfortable though. It feels, it feels in awe. It feels great. It's inspiring when you're in your um, comfort zone. It just feels comfortable. That's why you're in there. And the little mind says, oh, no, that's that. Oh, we don't want to get out of that. Let's stay where we are. Mm-mm-mm. It's time. It is time to live in your genius, to shine and be who you are and to really thrive. So I'm expecting after you listen to this, if you're you know, wanting to thrive, to give me a call so you can look at coaching and get yourself off that bandwagon <laughs> of, of comfort and, and really thrive. So I wish you, um, if you know, all the best with it. And I look forward to hearing from you if that is part of your journey. If it's not, I am looking forward to seeing you shine. I'll see you in a fortnight. If you enjoyed this episode of open for life podcast, don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you at the next one.